That's right! A mirror will always show you somebody very special. Because you are special. And you, and you are too! Hello again to all my friends. And welcome to another episode of American Latino Nostalgia. This is the first episode of the new year, 2023. And so we thank you for joining us. The past 12 episodes have been really cute to make. And the next upcoming episodes are going to be just as cute. We're going to do some things a little different and throw a little surprises your way. So stay tuned for that. Now, before we start, I got to let you know, I originally recorded this show a couple days ago. Uh, back when I had COVID, because that's right, I picked up COVID. After three years, I picked up COVID on New Year's Eve. So that means that all my plans did not come through. Anyway, I had COVID for a little over a week, and I had recorded the show, and I was about to publish it. But then I listened to it, and it sounds like I'm dying. Like, I am just like, bleh. So I'm finna record most of the show, and uh, hopefully... It'll be, it'll be okay. And hopefully it won't be like the game Telephone. Or like when you're with your friends, chismeando, gossiping about something. And then like an, another friend walks up. And they're like, wait, what? Who are you talking about? What happened? And then you gotta tell them. But you tell them like the less cool and less interesting version. Hopefully it's not like that. So the new year usually means new beginnings for people. Resolutions and do-overs. And so I thought I would take the opportunity of recording the very first episode of the new year to address one of my three biggest regrets in life. And you might be saying, but Clayton, what are you talking about? Well, there's been about three biggest regrets in my life that I can think of right now. The first one being me being too intoxicated to give directions to a young lady that was driving from another city to a Halloween party I was at to come see me. She had called me saying that she was about three blocks away But I was so not sober that I couldn't tell her which direction to head in. And so she ended up going back all the way home to her city, which was very unfortunate because she was wearing this. And it's not really important what she was wearing, but it's one of. uh, I I hate thinking about it because it, it makes my heart sad. I was so close. Anyway, regret number two also takes place at a Halloween party. And this happened a couple years ago where some friends and I were at this really cool Halloween party of a person who did, we did not know. It was my friend's co-worker's friends. And I'd say the ratio of girls to guys was about seven to one. And so we were sitting at a table eating or something or playing. We were playing a game and eating and drinking. And there was a Barbie and there was a Ken and like some scarecrow girl and then we were there um, dressed up and then Barbie and Ken decide to get in a fight and so I believe Barbie threw Ken's keys in the grass somewhere and he couldn't find them and as that happened Barbie came and sat next to me and was very friendly and very talkative and Ken ended up leaving And, you know, it was really nice. And then my friend got a call from someone that said, Hey, this person that you know that threw a really awesome Halloween party last year is throwing another one. So my friend looks at us and he says, You guys are going to go check it out. 
Now, you have to understand, the year before, the party was so cool. There was so many attractive women in soccer jerseys, Chivas in America, and, you know, among other costumes. But my friend and I ended up going there last minute. We wore masks, so nobody knew who we were. And um, we ended up dancing on a dare. And when I say dancing, I don't mean dancing with all these attractive, beautiful women. We ended up dancing with ourselves. And it was Norteño music. And we both had masks, so nobody knew who we were. And we made all those pretty girls laugh. And their machista, insecure, manly boyfriends were so mad at us. But that party was amazing. Anyway, so back to the Barbie party. We're at the Barbie party. I was having a good time. And we're like, you know what? Yeah, let's go check it out. And so we leave this Barbie. I leave Barbie. We leave this Barbie party. We go. We drive to whatever this other party was. And we get there. We find out, oh, it's it's ending. There's like no, there's like two people there, three people there. There's a bunch of Modelo bottles everywhere. And instead of having really cool conversations with Barbie, I ended up having getting parenting tips from an 18-year-old at this party that was leaving. And so it was a bust. So that night, we all learned not to be so greedy. And I say all that to say this. Regret number three is when I was younger, in elementary high school, there was, I used to watch Barney a lot. Yes, the Barney show, Barney and Friends. And... As I was watching an episode, I saw a commercial on PBS for a behind-the-scenes show of Barney. So they would go behind the scenes and they would talk to the kids and um, show you how the show was made. And when I tell you, I was very excited. I was very excited to see how it all worked, the magic behind the dinosaur, right? So I was so pumped. And and I, I remember the show was going to be on a Saturday. So... I didn't have a cell phone or a calendar in my room, so I just left it in my brain to like, hey, I'm, I'm really excited about this show. I'm going to watch it. Well, guess what? Saturday came and went, and I forgot about it. And I was so disappointed. And for years, I've been looking online for like clips or like uh, see if it was air somewhere. And no, there's nothing. I found nothing. And the disappointment in my heart, when I remembered like, oh, no, I missed the show. It was terrible, um, and I've been I've been carrying that for a while. Uh, so much so that a couple years ago, my friends threw me a roast, and one of the people that came to speak was Barney himself. And there's video of that, and uh, I'm not gonna play any of that video because I can't air any of what was said. But just know that this has been a very regret regretful experience in 1992. Until now, as I said, resolutions, redos. So today's episode, we're going to talk about Barney the Purple Dinosaur. A little history on Barney. He was born in 1988. He was created by a school teacher in Texas. Her name was Cheryl Leach. And she made a couple videos called Barney and the Backyard Gang. And eventually, they were so popular that PBS picked them up. And so the show became Barney and Friends. This was in 1992. And Barney slowly got more and more famous. And 
I think when everybody was going crazy was like 93, 94 era, around there. Um, and this also happened to be uh, the time when my little sister was born. And she loved Barney. Like really, really loved Barney. And so you might be asking yourself, oh, so that's why you like Barney. Because it reminds, it reminds you of your little sister and it makes you think of her. Nope. I started watching Barney the year before she was born, 1992. So then... You also may be asking yourself, aren't you aren't you a little too old? Weren't you a little too old to be watching Barney? I mean, it's what, 2023? If you do the math, that means it was... I, yeah, I was too old to be watching it. Okay, but there's no age restrictions on Barney. It's recommended for preschool kids, but anybody can watch it. Okay, I even know some losers who watched it when they were in college. So there's no, there's no age limit on when you can and cannot watch Barney. Nevertheless... My little sister loved Barney. There was Barney stuff all over the place. And maybe that reinforced me to keep on watching Barney with her and without her. Okay, now for the people not familiar with Barney or the show. Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. No, he is a purple dinosaur um, that appears to children at a school. Out of nowhere, he'll just appear from a little doll. He'll grow into this big purple dinosaur. And they're all like, Barney! And they hug him. So there's 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 Barney. There's uh, school kids, which changed uh, every couple seasons because the kids got older. So there was a, a variety of kids from the first episode to the last episode, which aired in 20, 2010, I believe it was. Some of the kids went on to do bigger things like Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez. Um, okay, so there's the kids. There was Barney. Then there was Baby Bop, which is another green dinosaur. She was a girl, like a little baby that appeared sometimes. Her brother BJ, a yellow dinosaur. And then there was an annoying um, Cousin Oliver type of character later on. An orange dinosaur called Riff that they decided to add. He was a cousin of Baby Bop and BJ, but... We'll talk about his creepy face later. Barney also had some guest adults that would come in. Uh, different people that would help the children to learn things about their profession or about something cool. They would come in sometimes and then there's a recurring adult guest. There's like a mother goose lady that would come in every now and then. And the whole gist of the show was the kids would learn things from Barney at school and they would learn social skills and they learn how to love each other. And they did most of this through song. Because there's a lot of singing on the show. Like, a lot. Sometimes we're real close friends. We stay up late and talk at night. Other times we don't get along. There are even times we fight. When you listen, when you listen to the desc that description I gave, it's like, oh... An imaginary dinosaur that comes to life in elementary school with kids and it sounds strange right well it is strange because if you think about it let's just think about this from a logical perspective right so there's these kids in school there's this little doll that somehow comes to life and only particular kids can see him first of all what are these kids doing after school like every day like they're like, what are their parents doing that they don't notice that these kids are gone every day? These little liars. And in normal schools, 
after class is out, there's janitors, there's teachers, there's security walking around. There was no adults at this school. They're like outside playing in the playground. No one said anything. There's no teachers. There's no like, hey, you, you guys need to get out of here. Nope. They're in the classroom, like creating stuff and like making all this noise. And like, there's no janitor. There's nobody, nobody there to like watch them and say, hey, you guys get, get the heck out of here. Go, go live your life. Nope. Nothing. So that's weird, right? Also, I mentioned that only certain kids can see Barney when he comes to life. Um, by the way, he just comes to life magically. So they'll be talking and then in the middle of a sentence, Oh my god, Barney grows to like seven feet from this little doll. So I don't know if he was like listening to them, stalking them. I don't know what how, how that works. But he just like magically pops up and everyone's like, Barney! They hug him and stuff. Okay. But also, sometimes, like I said, there there would be like guests. Like there's a show, like a... Uh, the one that comes to mind right away is uh, the Mexico show where they talk about Mexican things and there's this lady that dances folklorico that comes to visit Barney and you know like most of the adult guests she just acknowledges Barney she can see them she can see him so it's not just the kids that can see him there's adults and then uh, so she dances and she talks to him and she talks to the kids like never mentioning anything out of the ordinary just like oh there's this big purple dinosaur that talks with all these kids by themselves with no adults let me just dance and like talk to them and then just leave them by leave them and go away that's that's how the adults function in this world very few adults it was mostly again the kids and barney barney is a purple i guess tyrannosaurus rex looking guy and if you look at the early Barney designs, not even the designs, the, the way that he looked in the videos, like the Backyard Gang videos, Barney is creepy AF. So creepy. He's got these stupid, like, mannequin, creepy-looking eyes that will haunt you. And luckily, they changed it by the time it got to PBS. But those, that early costume, yikes. Really bad. Also, Sandy Duncan used to be in the videos. Remember her? No, look her up. Okay, so then, you know, so there's Barney, there's the kids, and then there's Baby Bop. Baby Bop, I guess, is just like a friend of Barney's. And she's like this green triceratops looking girl. She's like a baby, hence the name. She had like a blanket, and she like, she talked like this, bananas. And then she would come and play and like be a baby, and the kids would like her. And then eventually, they added on her brother which is BJ and he's like this yellow also triceratops looking dinosaur but he's Asian well not I me mean, not cuz he's yellow Ugh. okay uh, <laughs> his eyes nope that's not any better um, he just looks different is what I'm trying to say he looks different than baby Bob so we're expected to believe that these dinosaurs are siblings but they're different colors and come to find out that BJ is a completely different species than Baby Bob. Baby Bob's supposed to be a Triceratops, and and BJ is a Protoceratops. And you can say, well, maybe he was adopted, right? Uh, they never revealed that in the show. They never said that. But let's just assume, okay, uh, BJ was adopted, and 
and baby bop was like his younger sister so so that means she was born after bj but in the early episodes it's baby bop and bj is nowhere to be found where was he why was why was baby bop allowed to come to see the kids when she was younger where was bj so that's another question also neither bj nor baby bop have horns so they're i get that they're trying to make the dinosaurs less scary for the kids but triceratops means three horns right and proceratops usually have one horn on 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 the nose but neither of them had any horns so it's almost like they were castrated for the kids in the i guess no one's ever has anybody ever used the word castrated and barney in the same sentence I don't, that's not the right word. What am I? What's the word I'm? Th- <laughs> it's not castrated, but they were like whatever, toned down so they wouldn't scare the children. Is what I'm trying to say. Castrated Barney and children in the same sense. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the point is, they were not a believable sibling relationship dynamic. I think. Also, later on, they they shrunk their costumes. So the first when Baby Bob first comes up, she she's almost as tall as Barney. And then later on in the later seasons, she's like, she shrinks by a couple feet. And then BJ shrinks too. And no one says anything. Okay. Also, um, how are these dinosaurs alive? Like, they never explain how they come to be. Barney just, like, pops up, like I said, out of nowhere. Like, whoa, and he grows. And then Baby Bop and BJ, they just show up. They just walk on, but no one ever, you know, examines how these old dinosaurs are alive and can talk. Except me. Because this show was not meant for me. It was meant for little kids who don't ask these dumb questions, I guess. You know what? Enough about that. Let's let's talk about the kids. So there's a couple kids in the first couple seasons. It's a group of about mm, nine, ten kids. And uh, throughout every episode, they kind of switch them out. Sometimes they'll be five. Sometimes it'll be a different five. Anyways, my favorites were always Michael and Derek. And Michael was one of the original kids from the old videos, uh, uh, Barney in the Backyard Gang videos. I don't know why I liked that kid. And Derek. And Derek was my second favorite. He's a kid with glasses. Okay, so the weird thing is before Barney, I hadn't seen these kids in anything, right? And until last year, I hadn't seen them since. Except when I was in Mexico in what year was it? It was 2000, no, uh, maybe 1998, my... The place I was staying in had a 1991 JCPenney winter catalog. And because I miss the United States so much, I used to look through it. And I flipped through the pages. And while looking through the toy section, I saw that there <laughs> there was Michael. He was wearing some moon shoes. And my brain is weird because um, why would I recognize this kid? in a catalog from Barney. I don't know. I like the show, but I didn't, uh, like I said, I hadn't seen the kid 
and anything other than Barney. And for some reason, this catalog was from 91, so this had to be before Barney. But I recognized him, and I was like, hey, that's a kid from Barney, and I remember that to this day. And or yesterday, I was watching an interview with, with, uh, with Michael. His name is Brian Epps. Um, he's a criminal defense attorney now, but he was talking about how before Barney, he used to do like a lot of like commercials and print work. And I was like, yes, that's right. So that's how I know it was him. So yeah, in Mexico is where I, the only other instance where I saw this kid. And then Derek also hadn't seen him in anything other than Barney until, um, another year, a different year when I was in Mexico. 95, 96 I saw him in a Hot Wheels commercial that was dubbed didn't see the commercial here in the United States but in Mexico I was watching something and he was in it and I was like hey that's the kid from Barney that's Derek yeah very interesting that I didn't see them only in Mexico so I mentioned that I hadn't seen these guys until now and I, I mentioned that there was an interview with, with Michael that I saw. I forget what year it was, but it was for a podcast, the recent podcast, not that long ago. And then another main reason why I'm talking about Barney this year is because there was a documentary on Peacock called I Love You, You Hate Me, all about Barney and its impact on society in the 90s. And in that show, they interview some of the kids and what they... What they uh, what they look like now and Derek was one of those kids and so when you look at the early episode you see Derek he's like kind of like a nerdy kid right with like glasses and um, very proper and then you see him in the show and he's got well he he, he tells a story about how he was into drugs and like as you know as he not during the show but afterwards he got shot he was paralyzed and then he learned to walk again and he's like a rapper and you can tell he's got like this accent that you could never tell on the show so I don't know if you picked it up after or if he just did a really good job acting hiding his accent but he sounds very like urban and then Michael also has a big huge um, southern accent because he's from Texas but in the show I went back to I went back to see some of the shows and I couldn't he didn't have an accent back then so when he was talking it stood out a lot because um yeah he, you could totally tell he's from like the south but not in the show it was very again very proper proper english on the show so it was strange to see that see those things this week this peacock documentary also has two other kids from the show man and was it tasha was that her name they were okay Min was like the Filipina girl, and uh, Barney, they used the show to talk about Filip Filipino culture sometimes, just like they did for like the Mexican culture. She's cool. Hey, remember how I said that Barney and Friends takes place at an elementary school? Well, there's one more kid that this documentary features, and the kid's name is Lucy. And I want to say Lucy is about mm, pre-med in college. Um, yeah, she's noticeably taller than the other kids. She looks older, and she's still singing, running around, talking to 
imaginary dinosaurs. So she looks a little out of place, I always thought. And yeah, I never really liked her um, or her sister Tina. I always thought Tina looks like she smells, like she doesn't know how to bathe. Um, and also, I bring them up because they are kind of at the center of this Mexican episode. They're supposed to be the ones that uh, are Hispanic and know the culture. But yet, the producers didn't think to actually have them work on their Spanish because their Spanish is trash. Like trash. And you can tell. And, you know, I think if you're going to be the face and represent the culture, the very least you can do is speak the language semi-decently. I mean, call me crazy, but I just don't want kids around the world to think that the proper way to pronounce car is scato. So, anyway, they have Lucy sing a song that's very popular in the Mexican culture. It's been around longer than El Chapo, and it's called La Rueda de San Miguel, except in this show, it's called, they call it San Miguel's Ring. And in this episode is the only English translation or English version of the song that I've ever heard. Um, but first, let's look at, let's listen to the original Spanish version. And now here is the English version from Barney and Friends, the same part. cool because the English version pretty much says the same thing as the Spanish version and makes me think that the song was just made for this episode um, and it's cool but as I mentioned before Barney is about 50% singing so there's a lot of songs that you hear throughout the run of the show a lot of songs and unfortunately for me a lot of these songs get stuck in my head for years I can't hear someone say the phrase Barney Bag without the song starting up in my head right away. And, I mean, it's pretty bad. Even doing research for the show, I unfortunately watched the whole thing. And as the credits were, the credits were, were starting, the little song came on, which I'm going to play at the end of this episode. And instinctively, I knew the whole thing. I was humming it without even realizing it and the sad part is it's been over 20 years since I've heard this song like think about that the last time I heard this song was over 20 years ago I haven't heard it since 20 whole years and as it was playing I just like the whole thing I, I I sang it and I caught myself and I almost started crying like why has this been stuck and stored in my head but I can't remember important things or things about my job. Okay, so earlier I mentioned there was a third dinosaur that came along after Baby Bop and BJ. And this guy's name was Riff. He was an orange hadrosaur and he was supposed to be Baby Bop and BJ's cousin. Um, as I said, he was very annoying. He came along in 2006. So thankfully he was only there for three years. 
and he just you know he reminds he reminds me of those co-workers that try to be funny and like kiss kiss the manager's butt to like try to get ahead or like you ever you ever go with your core group of friends and then there's like the ugly annoying friend that wants to tag along or like they see you at the mall um and you're like damn it and then they go like hey guys what's up and then it just kind of kills the vibe that's who this guy is so i'm not going to talk about him anymore but for the sake of information now you know so now let's talk about why barney was so popular so famous and what had happened was like i said there was an explosion in 92 93 and a couple years after that where barney was everywhere he was plastered on shirts and so many products so much so that my little sister who i mentioned liked barney when she was a baby somebody got her a talking barney doll <laughs> that you would put you're supposed to push the but the arm or the leg and it would talk but the weird thing about this doll is that it would talk by itself so it'd be like 11:33 p.m and all of a sudden you would just hear Hello again to all my friends, like in the middle of the night. Hello again to all my friends. Sometimes it would sing, so you'd be like in the kitchen eating, and you just hear do 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 do. We swear it was like possessed. It was weird. I like playing with you. But for some reason, my mom and dad never got rid of it. I guess because my sister liked it. I don't know. And it's funny because it reminds me of my little sister and. About five years ago, I was at my parents' house and like I found it, and I think it, it still worked. Like after all these years, the battery still worked, and so I would play with my sister. Like I would hide it in her car, and then she she would find it and be mad or scared, and then she'd hide it somewhere else for me to find, and we just keep hiding it back and forth. And I don't know where it ended up, but and update. I just found out from my parents that like 97% of my old toys, this Barney doll, ended up in Mexico. And apparently, they threw it away because it was scaring everybody over there too with its random talking in the middle of the night. So, anyways, getting back, Barney was such a phenomenon. He was everywhere. He was so popular. A bunch of kids really liked Barney, and a bunch of kids in junior high who shouldn't have been watching it liked Barney. And he was even in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which we talked about in a episode last year in the first season not only was Barney in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1997 but this moment went on to create one of the best most memorable moments of this whole parade history because this Barney dinosaur was so out of control it was windy that day he was like bumping into uh, light posts and buildings and it was getting so bad that they had to like actually cut the balloon and like pop it so that it wouldn't it wouldn't endanger people so you see like there's clip there's a clip on youtube where you can go and you see how like people are having such a hard time controlling the balloon eventually they pull it down and they just start like cutting it and slicing it and essentially killing the barney balloon um i'm not sure if well, how much of that aired on the during the parade um they probably just cut to other stuff but you can see on the on on youtube you can see the people like slicing it and like popping it and cutting it 
The next year, in 1998, Barney got his very own theatrical movie called Barney's Great Adventure. I was not that big of a Barney fan. I did not go to the theater to go watch that movie, but he had a, he had a big movie up. You know, a sure way to know that you've made it is when you start seeing bootleg stuff all around. So we would see bootleg Barney things at like the bodegas or the mom and pop shops or in the swat me. And uh, I remember specifically one time at the swap meet, there was a Barney doll that somehow a lady or her family, they, they had inserted a recording of it or they had re-recorded over the talking part. And so instead of the Barney voice, you would squeeze it. And literally, this is exactly what it sounded like. They, they didn't even try. This is exactly, it was an old woman voice, an old Hispanic woman voice, and you squeeze a tummy. And the Barney would just say, I love you, you love me, I love you, you love me. Like six times. I regret not buying that. Now, one of the main reasons Barney was so popular in the 90s was because of all the hate that he got. And if you weren't alive during the 90s, let's say it was almost like the initiation breeding ground for haterism. So whereas in the 70s and 80s, you had people that were counterculture. They were, it was usually the outsiders, like the Breakfast Club and things like that. People like that where they would go against society's norms, right? Because they were outsiders. Well, in the 90s, not only was that that mentality accepted, but it was encouraged. So with bands like Nirvana, who really came to prominence in 93, a lot of the thought was uh, that this is different. This is alternative rock because the other rock sucks. So we're gonna we're gonna like Nirvana and we don't care. Their characters like like Daria were very popular with young people because oh she's so sarcastic. She doesn't care. She's cool. Everything sucks. And then um, there's an episode of The Simpsons where uh, they go to Lollapalooza and you just see a shot of the teenagers and they're just kind of like swaying back and forth looking miserable because you know, everything sucked or a lot of people had the mentality that oh, this is terrible this sucks and if you like it then then I'm gonna hate it and uh, it, there's even another episode of The Simpsons where Lisa tries to make new friends and one of her catchphrases that she copies from somebody else is like I don't know whatever like not caring if whatever's fine because everything's 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 whatever I don't care it was the era of I don't care and being bad is cool <coughs> the fuck <laughs> yeah you really fuck <laughs> the fuck more than anything that I've ever fucked before even in wrestling the WWE Attitude Era started in the 90s and it was all about going against what was established before no more nice guys it was everything was oh look at me I'm bad I'm gonna go against my boss I'm gonna break the rules so this attitude was all around 90s culture and so what ends up happening is there's a bunch of people that seemingly want to call attention to themselves for not liking what everybody else likes so kind of like Twitter and kind of like trolls, but in person. These guys actually did it in person. They didn't hide behind keyboards until the internet came around in the late 90s. And so then there were these groups and forums of people who 
didn't like Barney and so they would show videos of themselves hanging Barney dolls, burning Barney dolls and shooting Barney dolls with guns like really really cool stuff right and I guess my point is if you if you don't like something that's fine but for you to like show it off and like hey guys look I don't like this look hey look look I don't I don't like this look at me I, I, I hate this I know you guys like it but I don't like it so I think the 90s gave birth to the edgelords of society and so you get enough stupid people in a group and they find their stupidity justifies their actions and then you get conspiracy theories and you get QAnon and we come right back to Twitter so this Peacock documentary, I Love You, You Hate Me, shows a bunch of these cool guys and then their reasons for not liking Barney, their reasons for their hate. And it's pretty silly, um, especially if you watch it. You should watch it. Um, they really, really did try to stop Barney for stupid reasons. And even then, Barney was still popular. Even with all these like 90s cool guys, Barney was still still popular. He even came to Universal Studios. I remember seeing a commercial where Barney and the kids were going to come to Universal Studios for do a live show, limited engagement live show. And I remember watching the commercial and being like curious about it, like, oh, that sounds, that looks cool, kind of. And for the life of me, I could not find a single clip of the show while researching online. Like, not one. It was in 93, I think it was. Not a single clip of the show. However, uh, Barney was had a live show in Universal Studios Orlando until 2020. It was a, the Barney costume. I don't think there were any kids. I think it was just Barney dancing around. It was called uh, A Day in the Park with Barney. And it's just a show of him like singing songs and like walking around, dancing around. So even in 2020, Barney was still out there doing stuff. Pretend to walk like Baby Bob. <laughs> Lastly, I'll say this. Barney is still kind of out there. Kind of. He's not dead yet, is what I'm trying to say. Because Daniel Kaluuya, who you know from Get Out and, and Nope, the actor, his production company is doing a Barney movie. As of November 2022, it's still they're still working on it. So there's going to be a Barney movie in the near future. Because Barney's that cool or popular and still... He's still got the power, so put some respect on his name. Hello again to all my friends. I'm glad you came to play. Our fun and learning never ends. Here's what we did today. Ruined Barney. I ruined Barney. And now here's your random pop culture fact. Did you know that Weird Al shot his video for Smells Like Nirvana on the very same stage that Nirvana shot their Smells Like Teen Spirit video? And he even used some of the same actors which appear on the video. And that's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening for another year. We're going to shake things up in a little bit. You'll see. Um, but if you have any questions or comments... Again, hit us up on the gram, Instagram, a.l.pod, or email us at latinostalgia at gmail.com. And I hope you have a good year. Everything starting off the year very nicely and well. And 
I'll see you next time.